0: Hey, this is Courtney James Clark from Jurassic World, and you're listening to
1: Atomic Geekdom.
2: podcast my name is dave and joining me on this librarian's version of the podcast is jd
0: what's going on guys and jenny woohoo hello hello our two
2: most missed hosts of the podcast
1: (laughs) i miss you too buddy
2: yeah it's been a while (laughs) you guys leaving me stuck with with matt and tom all the time
0: i don't know how you do it it's crazy
2: get some smart and lady vibes in here the smart, coming, the smart coming from Jenny, the lady coming from Matt, uh, from uh, a <laughs> from, from Matt, <laughs> from
0: Matt. Matt's uh, in here too. Oh my God, he's just he's, 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 <laughs> he's
2: producing the episode silently.
1: I like it.
0: No,
2: but <clears> t- <throat> t- tonight we're gonna talk today, this morning, whenever you're listening to this, we're talking about uh, books being adapted into movies. We did this last year, so we're doing volume two. We're gonna catch up on all the the books that were turned into movies this past year. Look into this current year, what we're gonna see this year, and we'll talk about it. All as if, you know, where are they good, were they bad, are we excited for? Her? Are we dreading what's coming? So uh we'll we'll get into it. We've I think we've done it before, but we can kind of refresh people. It was a year ago, so do you guys have a favorite book to movie adaptation where they, they held true to what you read and are close enough to where you really enjoyed it? Um and maybe we need to update it from what we've seen this year. So uh, we'll start with Jenny.
1: Well, hands down, The Martian, I thought last year was perfect.
2: I'm talking all-time. All-time favorite. All-time? Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Um, the best book. At, uh, that one's hard. I know. Okay, come back to me because if I'm thinking <laughs> oh. all-time, that, that, that opens up an entire new spectrum.
2: All right. Okay. I mean, the Kill
1: a Mockingbird was a good movie, and that's a good one, but I don't know if it's a good comp- Paris and oh, well, so okay come yeah. back come back let me right.
0: let me ponder this one all right JD are you prepared uh I'm not prepared but I can talk for a little bit until I get prepared it's, it's no <laughs> big deal for me that is the so, key
2: to podcasting let's do yeah it.
0: <laughs> honestly like there there's been a lot of ones I've really liked like the Martian was definitely a standout one for last year like I've really enjoyed most of the Hunger Games ones mm-hmm. I felt like they were pretty true to the book yeah But I'd have to say my favorite – I mean I'm just – right now is probably The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I really enjoyed the movie like a lot. Which version of the movie? Wait, time out
1: though. The original movies or the U.S. movies?
0: See, I liked the U.S. movie a lot. Okay. Like I I didn't – like the Swedish movie is hard for me to watch because I really didn't get it because it was in foreign language and I think I was really young when they came out, so – but i've really enjoyed the one with daniel craig I, I thought it was super good
2: she i have a friend who is i swear that we've talked about it before is identical to jenny in every way and uh, we saw she loved that book so we saw that movie together and so i remember that movie pretty well and i enjoyed the movie i didn't see any of the the original ones though and i didn't finish see,
1: i think i think my biggest problem is is i saw the original ones before the us and i love the the Swedes just do an awesome job of holding nothing back. So they're mm-hmm. incredibly dark and you have to, you know, yeah, you have to read subtitles and stuff. But, um, so I was, I was let down the U S version. I, I think if I never saw the Swedish versions, I would have really enjoyed mm-hmm. the, um, the U S one, but yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of the U S ones, but I think it's yeah. because of that. So I think I have a cynical jaded.
2: Okay. View of it. So that, you you would say that's your favorite then, JD?
0: I mean, I don't. It's probably not my favorite. It's just one that I can come up with. that sure. isn't the Martian? So that's fine. yes.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. All right, Jenny, are you good yet? Or
1: I'm. I'm still going back to *Kill a Mockingbird* because that movie's great and the book. If you haven't read it, I'm. I would be shocked. I think they force make you force read it in high school, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's like the greatest you know book to screen adaptation. And people will probably send me hate mail, but I thought they did a really good job with Lord of the Rings. The three movies. I thought they did. I I know there's flaws and I know the hardcore. I know everything about the books will totally smack me upside the head. But I thought they did a great job with it.
0: Yeah, I've never seen. I've never read the books, but the movies were fantastic. So. They were long (laughs) enough. Like, they were super long, too. So I feel like they they kept a lot of stuff in.
1: <laughs> and that's what everybody I think complains is like, well, they took this out and then they didn't explain this. And I'm like, did you want a 20 year long movie? I'm like, Slow yeah.
0: down. It, it's like a 12 hour. The original, mo- the original movies are like 12 hours altogether. I don't know what else you could want other than like a TV <laughs> series, I guess.
2: <laughs> True. And That's where the big joke came from that he was going to do uh, that. Peter Jackson was going to do a uh, like an 18 series adaptation of the Neverending story.
1: Oh
0: yeah! Really?
2: That was that was like a joke. People were buying it though. They would. People I mean, that'd be
1: it.
0: that'd be something Peter Jackson would want to do, considering he made The Hobbit three super super long movies that yeah. didn't need to happen.
2: <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, all right, I'll say mine is The Shining.
0: Oh, forgot about that.
2: <laughs> I. It's just one of those things. Like I don't know. It's The Shining. I don't know what else to say. It's awesome. I. I can go back and read it and still watch the movie without saying, oh, the movie ruined my book reading experience, which you, you shouldn't say ever, but people do.
1: You kind of shocked me. I thought, hands down, you were going to say Jurassic Park.
0: Mm. Ooh, you're right. No, that is a good one. It's
2: good, and Michael Crichton is still my favorite author of all time, but uh, <laughs> it's not even my favorite Michael Crichton book, so I can't I, – I guess it's a different category than that. Jurassic Park's up there for sure. I also like Sphere, but the movie was quasi-terrible.
1: Right. Um,
0: but Have you seen the Andromeda Strain movie? Like, the one from, like, the 80s? Like, the old one?
2: I started it, and then I stopped it saying, this sucks.
0: It's so bad. It was <laughs> awful. <laughs> uh, maybe
2: we start. we should start making our list of movies we need to watch for our are like our bad movie episodes that we're going to start doing soon. Oh,
0: you're right. <laughs> we and Drama it. Strain, definitely on that. It is so <laughs> cheesy.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, so those are our favorites of, of all time, which will never change <laughs> ever. Uh, so let's talk about last year, 2015 Books into Movies. Uh, I'll run down a list that I found, and you guys tell me yay or nay if you saw it, and we'll talk about it, if, and uh, we can discuss whether it was good or not. Uh, i didn't know this was twenty fifteen this list can't be wrong but
0: american sniper you're right that-, that was twenty fifteen
1: well that was early twenty fifteen
0: yeah that was that was yeah. like february twenty fifteen that must be
2: <clears throat> so that yeah that movie came out and the book by the the by chris Kyle um mm-hmm. is is in there as well
0: uh let's okay see.
1: so have any of us okay? Have you read and seen the movie? Who,
0: no, I've no? done both. Oh,
1: okay, oh, okay. Give us your yeah. give give us your view because I I haven't I, done either because I got jaded. So
0: <laughs> I really I really really enjoyed the movie. The book was all right. I mean, it was like pretty. It was pretty great, but I really think that uh, Bradley Cooper really brought to life Chris Kyle in the movie, and, and I thought acted, it was excellent. He
2: acted really well with the computerized baby.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the computerized baby oh my god the but like <laughs> yeah yeah like i'm not like pro-war by any means so like it was a lot of like war prop wartime propaganda like yes we have to be in iraq but it was such a good movie honestly it killed it
1: so would you would you recommend reading the book and then seeing the movie or not um, reading the book or only reading the book
0: i would i honestly just see the movie like the movie does a great job, and I think Bradley Cooper really shines and does a wonderful job of playing Chris Kyle. So, if you don't have time to read the book, definitely just watch the movie. It's just as good.
2: Okay.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah,
2: I like the I like the movie. So uh, I always wanted to go back and and read it. Mm-hmm. And how are you? Uh, maybe I missed you saying it, but how are you, Jaded Jenny?
1: Well, so when the movie came out, everything that was false about the book came out too. Mm-hmm. And then it got scarred because of all the bad production choices of the movie, but there were there was a lot of stuff about the book and about him in general that was very fabricated. And yeah. I kind of I kind of got jaded because I'm like I don't want to read a story about a liar. And I know that's really a crappy thing to say because let's say only 2% of the whole story is fabricated. That 2% kind of shied me away. I I didn't want to hear a false story. I want to actually, and I think too, when it came out, I had just got done reading unbroken and that was so impactful. So good. So good. That's, that's a, that's one that I thought they did a really good job with the movie. They left a, lot out but you can't actually do what they can do in a book in a movie all the time be- because of emotional motions and thoughts and and perceptions but I just got done with that and then I which you know pretty much is mostly true it's prisoner of war and then finding out that a lot of the situations in the book were false I, I it turned me away which I mm-hmm. should I it shouldn't and I should give it a try but I uh I haven't because of that. And then the baby just sort of, okay, I don't need to see the movie either. <laughs>
2: I think I find with any uh, quote-unquote autobiographical bio-movie type thing or book, most of it is all one-sided and you never really get the other side of it. And I mean, you've got guys like Jesse Ventura saying that Chris Kyle made all that up and mm-hmm. who am I going to believe, the guy that's all about conspiracy theories or the soldier guy, you know.
1: But there, there <laughs> were things that were proven, like he wasn't – Snipering people during Katrina, right? You know that that is proven that that was just added in there as an added, basically I'm a superhero storyline, and I, I just it turned me off.
0: And that's why but I of, totally like, agree. Yeah, instead of like taking like the autobiographical, like I took it as like an entertainment piece. Like okay. I thought it was a legitimately good movie. Like even if it was fake, like I thought it was thrilling. Right.
2: I think you have to, you have to use the words based on actual events instead of based on a true story. Um, Right. It's a different meaning.
0: Mm Hmm. Based on a true story. Like you, you assume it's going to be mostly like what happened, but based on actual events, there's a lot more creative freedom that you can have. Right.
2: Hollywood takes over and Mm -hmm. you add in weird Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett characters, Pearl Harbor. (laughs)
0: And it just <laughs> yeah, it like totally happened. Paranormal activities based on a true story. Like, I don't, don't <laughs> know why. This is so strange. <laughs> or The Conjuring. Yeah, The Conjuring, based on a true story. Good mm-hmm. one.
2: Well, uh, I don't, I don't know who I was talking to recently, but his, like, grandfather, or great-grandfather was a, was a tech, was a, uh, really like a mechanic at Pearl Harbor during the attack. I asked him, like, did you did you know the Ben Affleck guy? And he's like, no, but I worked on his plane. What? He was just oh, joking. that's crazy. He was joking, <laughs> but he worked on the yeah. planes of the guys that attacked after the attack. Yeah. Anyway, I all right, to- let's move on. Uh, yeah. This is on the list. I'm going to assume nobody saw it. Fifty Shades of
1: Gray. I nope. Read 17 pages, I think, of the book. No, I, I, I love- probably read more than 17 pages. Was gonna say, I was going to say, I love that
2: you know exactly eight- how many pages. <laughs> oh.
1: Okay, so I got this... I a friend of mine hooked me up with the digital copy, and she's like, everybody's reading it. And, was, and we both basically had the same point of view. We got maybe a quarter into the book, and we're like, this is crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, even the sex scenes weren't good sex scenes. It was just domin- dominatrix stuff, but the woman is just completely crushed through the... It is not a feminist book by any means. Yeah. It, it makes women what... look like idiots. So I got about a quarter of the way through and just like, I can't do it. This is, It's so bad. <laughs> and it's so poorly written. It's like if you told a high school kid, write a sexy book. It, it's well, not it, The <laughs> sentence structures, the, commun- the conversations, everything about it was horrible. I couldn't do it. It was too painful. And then one night, <laughs> HBO had Fifty Shades of Grey on. I was like... All right. I got to see this. I got, I got it. You actually got,
0: watched it? Oh, no. no. I, I
1: only, I think it was three minutes and like 38 seconds. And it might've been a little longer than that, but it was so horrific that I'm just sitting there going, why is money being contributed to this? So I'm, I'm not a good one to get my point of view because both are steaming piles of crap.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I can hear it. I would, okay. So, Fifty Shades of Grey was originally a fanfic of Twilight. Mm-hmm. I knew that, that says it all
1: right there. So, you don't need to yeah. any what's park.
2: what's interesting to me is you couldn't finish Fifty Shades of Grey. I couldn't finish reading Twilight for exactly the same reasons. For for how many women love both of those books? The female character
0: is the worst written character I have ever seen.
1: I know. It, See, it, me as a female. I I feel insulted.
0: I don't blame you. I did not find Twilight that bad. Like, the books were not awful. Like, I'm going to tell you guys that right now. I didn't mind them. Mm. Like, I I was also, like, a high school kid, and I was, like, 15, and I was just, like, I didn't know anything good from bad. Like, what was actually good writing or anything. Yeah. But, like, back then, like, I didn't think they were terrible. I'd probably hate them now, because that's who I am, but...
1: And and maybe that maybe that's the drive, because, I mean, Twilight was really popular with like the high school, age you know, junior high, high school age Mm -hmm. girls. And it might be that because it's very simplistic writing style. And you've got the guy saving the girl, you know, and and when you're when you're 14 to 16 year old girl and your hormones are going crazy, it totally makes sense. But when you're an adult and you're reading it, you're like, the story stupid and did the writer ever take a literary class? Like oh, I'm not oh. a, I'm not a great writer, but I'm not writing books that are selling millions of dollars either. Exactly. It's like, mm-hmm. Figure out sentence structures and when to put a conversation in and when not. I don't know. It's very, tw- very mean. Yeah.
2: Twilight for me, I was looking for a book to read and I'm like, you know, my brother Danny, who is on the show sometimes he had it, unfortunately. And we were living together at the oh. time, and I'm like, what is this thing with an apple on the cover and two hands? He's like, "Like it's a vampire book. I'm like, oh, and he didn't really tell me much more than that? And so I, I took it and read it, or, or started to, and realized quickly that it's just this girl having vapid thoughts about this boy who seemingly hates her one day and can't stand her. And then the next day is, like, engrossed into her. And basically, the whole story if you watch it end to end is about the worst relationship you could ever see. Like it's, it's so bad. Like, I don't understand where the word love comes into to this relationship at all. Like he treats her like crap. And so does the werewolf. "Quote unquote," we're—I don't know—we're getting out uh, uh, too much yeah. of a tangent. This is just a uh,
0: Twilight bent sesh right now. Just let's move on. <laughs> so but anyway, yeah,
2: Fifty Shades of a great game out. Uh, okay, Insurgent—I haven't seen any of them. Haven't read any of them. Yeah. Um, anyone?
1: I've, Same I've boat read, with you, Dave. I have. I have read and seen everything that's out so far.
0: Okay, so, so you're the expert. Have, yeah, gay or nay, Jenny? It.
1: Okay, so I—I I have this si- sort of. Hierarchy of YA novels. So I obviously read Hunger Games first. Divergent was the second series, and then Legend was the third series that Hold I read, up. and then First Wave the fourth.
2: Are all three insurgent or Divergent movies out now?
0: Uh oh uh, there's I don't, there's it's they split up this last one, didn't they? they
2: did. yeah, oh, of course I think, they did. <laughs> I think they
0: did. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: So after after reading Hunger Games, I went into Divergent and I really liked it. I I liked the characters and the storyline better than I did Hunger Game. So I was like, mm. this is a really good book. And then I saw that they were making the movie. So I was like, yes. They they did okay. They they did okay in doing the book, but I got really distracted with and this has nothing to do with the adaptation. I thought it was very poorly cast. And it's it kind of distracted me. Um I don't think who they got as the main character does a good job with that character because in the
0: Who's book the main character
1: uh it's the chick from what's that movie called the 50s. Fault in our stars yeah the fault one in our little, stars oh, okay it's also in like the descendants i think right or mm-hmm. with uh, george clooney i and it's and she's a good actress I'm, I'm not you know trampling on that it's just the character in the book seemed a lot stronger and because I think that's why I like the character in the book is the character in the book was very weak and kind of came into being strong. Shailene so, Woodley.
0: There you go. Okay.
1: Um, so when I read the books, I, I liked that the main character was flawed. She wasn't a superhero or anything like that. She, she wasn't confident and she had to kind of learn her confidence. So as you go through the three books, She evolves through it, and I I like that progression of character. In the movies, I don't see that. I, I feel that where the character is at in the last movie is the exact same place the character was at at the beginning of the first movie. And I know people will probably disagree with me on that, but I think the strongest part of the books is that evolution of that character, and I think they totally missed it when they did the movies. But the movies are fun. I mean, they're silly, and it's a bunch of kids being... Turned into robots, basically, and
0: turn into robots.
1: Yeah, well, they do. In the first one, they turn into robots. They like put a chip in their head, and they start killing each other. They're Man, robots.
2: Miles Teller will do any movie. He's in this movie too. <laughs> yep,
1: yep. He's the jerk. Of course, um,
2: of course, he is. Of
1: course, talk about typecasting. But I like the premise. It's it's all politics, basically, you know. And if you don't know the whole story, it's. Each faction is its own type. You've got the smart people. You've got the kind people. You've got mm-hmm. the rebellious people. And they everything is kept separate. And the Divergence are the ones that can absorb all of it, which is basically like us. And there's a whole background. And it's all very poli- you know political. They did, they did an okay job. But I think with the character and the casting, I don't think they nailed it. So uh, book look- definitely better than the
2: movie. Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. Shailene Woodley is a good actress. You're the, yeah. the Descendants, the Spectacular Now, she's good in. And then uh, Fault in Our Stars, she's great in. Um, she's actually going to be in Snowden, too, when that comes out this year. And she, I didn't know this, she was cast as Mary Jane Watson in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but it was in deleted scenes. Interesting. So there you go. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Mary Jane Watson had been cast for that movie. Maybe I missed it. Anyway. All right. So that's uh, Insurgent, and then we'll probably have the preview for, uh, was it Allegiant? Maybe? Yeah, that's
1: the, the... I think that's third. coming
2: out this year. We'll, we'll yeah. find out later. Um, okay, uh, The Longest Ride by Nicholas Sparks. Did anybody go see that this year? Or read it? Nope. <laughs>
1: so. No, I I'm a fan of The Notebook, but you can only do The Notebook so many times, so... But he just don't keeps going to Don't put the notebook into wealth. a cowboy. Yeah, don't put the notebook in a cowboy scene. I, I'm not interested. Speaking
2: so. of cowboys, okay, I <laughs> I went out last night to a bar. And, okay, <laughs> I live in Wisconsin, so we are a little country. But not entirely. I live in a city. A little country so, with
1: a little rock and roll, right? Right,
2: right. I live in a city, so there's not much country here. A dude was playing pool wearing a cowboy hat. Now, my problem with that is, unless you're working on the ranch... You shouldn't be wearing a cowboy hat.
1: <laughs> what was that? Uh, um, I I agree and disagree. Some <laughs> can totally pull off a cowboy hat, and it is sexy as all hell. Some just look like douches, though. So.
2: <laughs> it was a weird tangent to take us down. So
1: I like it though. I say go with it. All right. So no okay. one's nobody has seen or read. Nicholas Sparks's new venture. I've never even
0: podcast. heard of it, so that's how little I know. I remember seeing commercials all
2: over for it. Um, I'm glad. No, I didn't see it. So let's move on. I did see this recently, actually. Uh, Paper Towns. I have not
1: read the, it, I read, the, I read the book. I want to read the. I want to read the book. Yeah, all unfortunately,
2: my I I can't comment on the book, but I did see the movie and uh, I loved it.
0: I did too. I thought it was great.
2: Um. It's interesting to see, like, you, you're really thought to think this that Cara Delvin's I don't know how to pronounce her name, the model uh, <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be in Suicide Squad, uh, She, y- you want to like her, but at the same time, you know, spoiler alert, she's kind of a bitch. Like, you know, you want her, her motives at the end of, for what she did. It makes sense, you know, but at the same time, she kind of strung this kid along. Uh, but I really liked it. I thought the casting was was good. I thought all the characters were fun and believable, uh, and it made me think of uh, you know movies when I was in high school when you're graduating high school and you got like the last summer left before everyone goes off to college and moves away. So it was fun. Nice. Yeah, I have to read the book. And again, that's uh, another that's uh, the same guy that wrote Fault in Our Stars too. So mm-hmm.
1: I'm always down for a road trip type story too. So.
2: It we'll takes see. a while to get there, but they get there.
1: Right. <clears throat> okay. Um. What are, uh, What else is on your list, there, Dave?
2: Huh? Goosebumps. Anyone?
1: I did not see. I just saw. Here's the funniest part. I just saw the trailer that it's on demand, and you know, it shows Jack Black, and I was like, "Oh, when's that?" Co-? I didn't even realize it had already been in the theaters and out.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's already that, on DVD. You can go buy it right now. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah.
1: That. Now, with fairness, like, I – Goosebumps was – I wasn't really into Goosebumps. I don't know if it was, like, a little after my youth because I'm old as dirt now. But um, what I know of it, it looked very fun compared to what I remember of the books. I love the books. I didn't see them.
2: The books started right when I was finishing elementary school. So, like, book fair time would come around and all I would want would be the, the newest Goosebumps book or whatever it was. And I loved I it. I
1: forgot about book fairs.
2: Yeah, book fairs were the best.
1: They were awesome. Did you get the little catalog and you can <laughs> of pick course. Like the course. Oh, those are the best. Like the
2: real thin paper carbon catalog thing. Yeah.
1: I would I would drive my parents crazy because I would just only want the Ramona the Pest series and there would always be a new one. <laughs> I'm like, but I have to get the next Ramona book.
2: I always wanted let's see. Uh I always was I was a mouse and the motorcycle fan. So I I always, like, I wanted to get, there was like a couple of those. Anything in the cupboard I got from, from that. Um, And then there was always like the sports series where they, It was a different book with different characters, but it was all like the same author, I think. And he wrote like sports books for kids. Like you read about kids playing little league or football or whatever. And so I would always collect it. Like I got the football one, I got the hockey one, I got the baseball one, and there was always one to read. But I, I blame Scholastic Book Fairs for getting me into books.
1: Same here. High and, five Scholastic Book Fairs. And and,
2: pizza, and pizza Hut's book it.
0: Let's did you
1: honest. have them, JD? Because you're you're quite a bit younger than us. Did I'd, you have Scholastic I'd, Book Fairs?
0: I did. My mom actually, like, we did this thing called Book Bingo as a kid. And, like, you could, like, go, like, for three bucks, like, play bingo. My mom was the head of it. And you could, like, win books. So we would go to, like, the Scholastic, like, warehouse.
1: Hmm. Nice. It was
0: there was you so had an it was,
1: awesome childhood.
0: I know, I did. I had like every <laughs> chance in my life to read and it was great. Like I took nice. every advantage of it.
2: And that's why you're a smart kid going off to a good school.
0: I guess. That might be.
2: Real quick, just a big congratulations to JD again for getting into the school that he wants to be in.
1: Woo!
0: Huh. Woo! Graduate school. Let's go. <laughs>
1: and it's all because of Scholastic Bingo.
0: Yeah, right. thank you, Scholastic <laughs> Bingo. You've helped me so much more than I could ever Payback. You've enriched the, the youth reason of America. I'm here. That's right. Seriously. <laughs> Alright. So none of us I don't think
2: anybody has saw Goosebumps the movie. I didn't.
0: No. Nope.
2: Um I remember the books. I remember the T V show on Fox Kids back in the day. Uh but I was not I mean I, poor Jack Black. That's all I have to say.
0: Poor Jack Black. <laughs> Apparently the movie wasn't bad though. Like it oh, wasn't really
2: I heard really bad things.
0: Really? I heard yeah. like it's not awful. Like it's like hmm. cheesy, but it's like it's made for like kids, so sure. it's not yeah, I mean, you see
2: the trailer a hundred times, and you're like, okay, this is totally for kids. Yeah. Um, all right, all right. moving on. This is not for kids. Uh, I still haven't seen it yet, but I have read the book. Black Mass, Whitey Bulger, the FBI, and a Devil's Deal.
1: I'm only halfway through the book, but I've seen the movie.
2: I Of course, uh, The Departed, the movie Departed is vaguely based off of Whitey Bulger. Uh, if you've seen The Departed, that's Jack Nicholson's character. Um, what is why Is based on whitey bulger, but, uh, I really, I really want to see the movie. I'm enjoying the book so far, or I enjoyed the book. Jenny's probably enjoying it so far.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll give you, and I could be totally wrong because I haven't finished the book. Um, I think this is another one where the movie had so much hype where when I saw it, it didn't live up to the hype. I had heard Johnny Depp is fabulous in it. And, uh, I mean, it's got an amazing cast. I was expecting more. Like, I already knew how horrible, you know, Whitey Bowser was. I already knew that. So just going through kind of, it was fascinating the take that they had because of the FBI and how effed up that whole situation was. And it dives into that really deeply in the movie. That's pretty much the whole premise of the movie. And what I've gotten through in the book so far is that's a part of the book, but it's not the whole book. So, Mm -hmm. And that could totally change. It could, you know, lean towards more being like the movie. Right now, though, the book seems a little more in the story of him rather than in the story of him with the FBI. And the movie was primarily him and the FBI.
2: Yeah, uh, somebody I saw a review compared it to like American Hustle, like the the back room intrigue of it.
1: Yeah, I could. Yeah, except
2: way slower.
1: American Hustle was had a lot more fire in it, I guess Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's other than the brutality of the murder scenes. And there are some, I mean, Johnny Depp does amazing on just making the character creepy, you know, <laughs> there's, and it's, you know, when they were talking Oscars and everything that everybody, every, every station has ran the one clip where they're at dinner. Have You guys seen that clip? Yeah. Where they're all mm-hmm. around the table and he just says something, but then he laughs, but everybody's in there going, we don't know if he's joking or not. Mm-hmm. There's, it's great acting. The problem is is that exact same scene done probably 10 different times through the movie. Okay. So it, I, I don't know if it's a good comparison between book and movie. And I, like I said, I could be wrong because I haven't finished the book. But it's, it's an interesting story, though. I mean, I would say if you want to go more into the story, read the book. If you want just a quick cliff notes, watch the movie.
2: Let me make an addendum to our first entry. American Sniper didn't come out in 2015. It was close enough though. It came out Christmas Day of, of 2014. So
0: it's the same. Same
2: thing. Close enough. Yeah,
1: I, I say that counts.
2: I had to look it up because it didn't feel right to me. And so did this other entry that's on this list for 2015, the jungle book, doesn't come out until this year. So
1: Right. Uh, Which I am incredibly excited for. We'll it's talk about it.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about it. So maybe this was like so it was supposed to come out this year and it didn't. Uh let's see, is it uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Mockingjay part two. Hunger I haven't Games. seen it
1: yet. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's all part right. Two. Yeah. They yeah. already are done with. It's oh, over. no, I haven't seen part two. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen part Hunger two Hunger Games is
2: over. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is I my favorite. Finale. Mockingjay is my favorite book. Um, and so this was my favorite half of the movie. <laughs> uh, I, I loved the ending of the Hunger Games books.
1: Me too. Me, because, I think you and I have had many conversations about that. It's, it's a great ending because it's yeah. not,
2: it's you look, not. You look at the endings of like Harry Potter or, uh, my, my minds drawing a blank, but usually you get this happy epilogue ending to these, these,
1: it's kind of predictable,
2: right? Long running. Uh, you guys have all read the book, right? Or know the ending. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So spoiler alert for the next 25 seconds. If you don't know the ending of Hunger Games, don't listen. But ready, starting now. 25 seconds. When her sister dies, I didn't see it coming in the book. Like I, they just—I was really
0: upset. They super, full-on super upset. killed
2: Prim. I'm like, what? And then I, it just—I was hooked at that point. I just burned through the rest of the book, and then realizing that she didn't pick who I thought was the 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 main choice for her her male. Like for From her Canyon. boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, I thought for sure she was going to pick the the tall dude. Uh, the, <laughs>
1: that you don't know his name, but you I know can't Peta. remember his
2: character's name. Gail, <laughs> Gail. Yeah, I thought for sure that that was going to be her pick, but in, when I saw the movie, it became way more clear that she was picking Peta. because, yeah, it, because it wasn't of what Gail
0: like with... Yeah,
2: yeah. Because of what Gail became, there was no right. way she was going to choose him.
1: Well, I think what makes why Collins is such a great writer is that, and she's proved this before she's, she's not afraid to do something shocking. Like a lot of people are afraid to kill main characters or mix things up, you know, because of the backlash and there Mm -hmm. is backlash, but I like it's, it's more realistic. I think it made the hunger games feel more realistic because of things like that. And exactly the same with the second book when, uh, What's his name got killed? Um, Aquaman. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it felt more realistic because you were – when you're reading it, they're the power group. So obviously the power group's got to make it to the end, right? He died in the second book? It, Was it the second or the beginning of the third?
2: It's the beginning of the third because he, he dies third. in the second movie.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, But I, I, I like her writing style for that. Like she's she's got guts and a lot of people don't do it. It's kind of like my biggest – anger I have towards Charlene Harris in the Sookie Stackhouse books. And this is kind of a spoiler alert. There were a lot of rumors Bill was supposed to die at the end of one of the books, and it was all set up to it. But because of the show, everybody loved Bill, so she didn't kill Bill. See, that I don't like. And and Bill should have died. Like, the story would have been way better if Bill would have died. But instead, Bill became a character that everybody hated by the end because he was just sappy and retarded.
2: Yeah. There's this thing that can happen (sighs) that... you have people who write too much killing or too, they, they, they do too much. Um, like I think oh, Game of so Thrones, <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say Game <laughs> of Thrones where it's not an, or it's too much where they don't, or they take too many risks where and then you have the ones that don't take any. And right. it's just like, well, there's no risk. So wh- how do I get invested with this character emotionally? Like you, you don't have to kill characters to invest in a character, but at the same what? time, if it's an action type setting, I need to feel like they're in danger.
1: You have to – I mean, and there's not really a strict rule of what is too much, what is – too. because I think Kirkman does it great with The Walking Dead is that, yeah, everybody pretty much dies in it, but it makes sense. Game of Thrones the is good, one of those of like they just killed for the shock factor. Right. A good my opinion.
2: A good writer will set you up right before the kill. Um, I'm leaning heavily right now towards Joss Whedon. He's brilliant at killing characters. Yes because he'll take a mundane character that you really didn't care about before 3 weeks before the episode airs that he's killing them he'll make you love that character and then right when you love them is when he kills them
1: he is such an evil.
2: like you look at my favorite my favorite one of one of my favorite of his deaths is on Angel when he kills Fred spoiler alert because finally Fred is with is with Wesley and is supposed to be all happy and she she even sings a song a little bit like a couple car uh bars of a song and then she starts coughing up blood like it's so dark and such a turn like it just wrenches you and he's so good at it yeah and, and then you just have people like game of thrones where they're just killing everybody
1: yeah it, it and like game of thrones has kind of shot itself in the foot because nothing's shocking anymore like you're expecting like big characters to die now i still think so the Jon good. snow thing
0: was pretty shocking no, nah, I kind of – I just – I don't know. You know. I think it's I, in the I, back.
1: I thought it was shocking, but then I think we had that conversation. It was kind of predictable too because, as I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, but it's pointing towards that. Yeah, he's not dead.
2: Boom! She said it. it! She said it! I
1: Sorry. told you before I didn't Sorry. think he was dead. I said it would be genius if they actually killed him
0: because yeah. everybody
1: doesn't think he's dead, but they didn't. And he's See, coming back. So
0: The thing is, though, like, as soon as they start bringing back people, that's when I jump off board. Like that's just – like then you
1: everybody's either, safe. Well, this is bring anyone. It's just that's not
0: fair. The, okay. That's look at the it. big
1: argument with The Walking Dead right now is because they brought Glenn back. You know, it's like yeah. and I'm kind of in agreement with that. It makes it makes it, it makes you feel like death isn't
0: yeah, death yeah. isn't the as big
2: a thing. But he wasn't dead. They didn't bring him back from the dead.
1: But they hinted at they they led you down that road and it's, went, surprise, I, it's, he's I think, not he went under the dumpster. It, right. I like, think with
2: Glenn it's a totally different case. Because the, he wasn't dead. He didn't come back to life, whereas this Jon Snow storyline, reportedly, <coughs> he's being brought back to life somehow. You look at, this is something that digs deep into comic books. No comic book character is ever truly dead, except for the Wayne family and Peter Parker's grandfather, or uncle. Those have to stay dead, or those characters can't be who they are. Yeah, you don't have kind of Peter, you don't have... The
1: story. That's, yes. that's, the, biggest, that's mm-hmm. the biggest issue too with like book adaptations to screen is when they change a death scene or they don't want to show it or they add it in. It's, I don't know. Death is the weirdest thing when it comes across the literature in a nutshell. It's so easy to fall off that very fine line, fall one way or the other to the success side or to the failure side. Like you, have to, you have to walk that really tight rope of not falling off.
2: The thing, the thing I've always wanted to do. If I don't let me ever write because, my, <laughs> the I'm telling you now, if I ever write a book or anything,
1: everyone's dead.
2: The main character that you're introduced to in the beginning of the book is gonna die. I'm sorry, <laughs> he's gonna die probably in the first half of the book, and you're gonna be like, well, what the hell? And it's I'm gonna do it. It's gonna happen, all right. Good. Moving on from Deaths and Mocking J. I still uh, review, I liked it. I enjoyed all four movies and I enjoyed part two, um, just as much as the rest of them. I don't think it ever really faded for me like series can. Uh, mm. all right, we'll get to the one that I know you two are waiting for The Martian.
0: Yes,
1: Woo!
0: so good.
1: I thought they did a great job with it.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty much one of the best book to movie adaptations i've seen in a while
1: i completely so. agree jd yeah. completely hands down
0: yeah like it just like they made mar they like they made everything like i pictured it in my head so right. that's all i can it's, say
1: what's fun what i think is awesome too is like the really hardcore readers were upset because they took some major scenes out of the book but Again, how long do you want the movie to be i 'm okay with it like I, I wanted to see the rover kind of fall at its top. They took that out spoiler. Alert. I said it after the fact i' so sorry um, but also, all the big complaints was how the book ended. Everybody wanted to know what happened after, and they addressed that like so although it wasn 't a complete adaptation, they did such a great job with it like ninety five percent of it was straight off the pages and. Mm-hmm. That's pretty perfect. Plus, you guys know that I think Andy Weir is just awesome.
2: So uh yeah, if you if you want a good follow on Facebook, follow Andy Weir. (laughs) He's awesome. And also go back and listen to the podcast that we did with Andy Weir.
0: Yeah, he's such a such a funny guy. Super, super warming.
2: Uh, yeah, I've, I've gotten so many people and it starts with Jenny, of course, but I've gotten some people into not the the book necessarily, but the movie to enjoy it. And then I hear on like podcasts and stuff, people thought it was boring and they're done with like the whole space thing that doesn't involve, you know, science fiction. Whereas like, you know, I listen to people say that they enjoyed gravity, but they didn't like the Martian and I'm like, gravity was, was fun. But at the same time, the Martian was, was bigger. Like, it involved more people. Gravity was just, you know, after everybody else died to save her, it was just her. And then right. the Martian, the Martian. you go through the whole movie thinking, well, okay, you're in a movie with this guy. He's pretty much going to be saved, you think, or they're going to get close to it. And then now you bring this crew back to come help him, and now they're in peril. Like, you've added a whole nother element there.
1: And just the whole NASA and the whole control base and everybody on earth trying to help them there's so many great characters in that story hands down and and i think i said that when we were talking about the book initially when i started reading it, i'm like how is this book going to be if it's just this one guy making potatoes on mars you know
2: i'm like yeah, i mm-hmm. get forward with
1: this book he's a funny guy but really come on now. but when it starts jumping to the different you know starts jumping back to earth and pasadena and texas and and then it's jump into the space you know china every yeah like it's it's awesome because it brings it's it's like a a full spectrum of everyone involved in the situation which i loved it it was
2: cool to see the world you know try to save mark watney Mm -hmm. um i thought it was fun i enjoyed the book a lot i burned through it uh pretty quickly so um, all right, am I forgetting anything that you guys would want to talk about from 2015? There's others, but I mean... Um, did, the you, Heart of the Sea is a really gonna, good one. Yeah, I was just going to say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a good one. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I have a friend that I totally trust with her things, and we both have read the book, and she said they did a good job. It's definitely Hollywoodized, but yeah. said it was it's, really, really well made.
2: For, for those that think it's Moby Dick, it's not Moby Dick. It's what inspired Moby Dick. Um, it's a true story, or I guess, account of something that happened that inspired her and Melville to write Moby Dick. Um, but I know a lot of people are like, Oh, it's Moby Dick, the movie. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I've wanted to, it's, it's Chris Hemsworth. That guy has been pretty good in everything and Cillian Murphy's in it too. So Ooh. Awesome. I, uh, I, I think I'd want, and it's Ron Howard. So another good reason to see it, but, uh, I think I'll read the book first and hold off i seeing see in the movie. Yeah,
1: that's right. Since I have that's time. All I, well, that's, that's a good topic in this podcast then is, do you read the book first and then see the movie or do the movie and then read the book? What's more impactive?
2: Um, I always try to, if it's something I'm excited for, I always try to read the book first. Mm-hmm. If it's something I don't like, like hunger games, the Martian, um, we'll talk about it in a minute, but, um, fifth wave, uh, those oh, all, God. Are all things that I wanted to read before seeing the movie.
0: hmm
1: Makes sense.
2: And I always... Yeah. I, I, there's other things. On,
1: where... I'm always on the, the fence with it because I feel when I read the book, I enjoy it more. So I kind of go into the movie already a critic. Mm-hmm. So... There's a part of me that thinks that hey, I should probably see the movie first and then read the book, because then at least I don't, I'm not jaded by the movie. But then the opposite is, is I get bored with the book because I already know what's going to happen. So it's catch twenty two, you know.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I started with Harry Potter movies. I didn't read the first. I didn't read through Prisoner of Azkaban. And then uh, I got in a car accident and couldn't go anywhere because my leg was broken. So my brother brought over all the books. And it was, I think, um, I read up to what was out, which was I think it was Half Blood Prince. So I read through all that. And then it was like, I can't wait for the movie. I need to read the book right away because I want to know what happened. And right. So I got really invested. I didn't get as invested as these Harry Potter fans. I'm not criticizing Harry Potter fans. You guys are nuts. Uh, <laughs> as far as as far as intensity goes you guys are crazy and that's cool i'm all for it but um i didn't get that into it but i mean i worked at walmart at the time and kids were lining up to get the book and they're all you know dressed up and it's a cool fandom but i didn't get that crazy but I, yeah i definitely wanted to read those books before the movies because one i wanted to to get the book experience because you knew hollywood would change it a little bit and i right. changed a lot in the harry potter books but they were still entertaining in the movies um but all right so, yeah, that's uh, 2015 in review. We got a little time left. We can preview 2016 of what we're excited for. I got another list here we can run down, and uh, one of them is already out, and one of us has already seen it. Mm, <laughs> I have not, I, don't wanna... I have neither finished the book nor fit, seen the movie. I know Jenny's finished the book, uh, The Fifth Wave is out it's by rick Yancey, (laughs) and uh it stars chloe grace moretz and it came out like a couple weeks ago or last week and jd hello yeah hello
0: oh perfect sorry my controllers died not much to say about it other than it's terrible
1: you didn't like the movie
0: the movie was jenny they changed so much
1: oh no that makes me so sad
0: yeah it's like okay so I love the book. I read it, I think, maybe a month ago I started reading it, and I finished it in, like, three days. And so it's, like, still relatively fresh in my head because I just read it. They changed everything that made it interesting and changed it into just a generic apocalypse thriller.
1: Oh, that makes me it's so It's super disappointing. They did a really good job with the commercials because I got really excited when I saw the first trailer, and I'm like, this looks yeah. like they are it off the pages. Like, everything in those trailers looks straight like off the, the first
2: the first scene in the yeah. book when she meets the dude and he says I-, I know you're not one of them and she asks how like i was like right from the book it was like almost like yeah. identical to what i pictured
0: yeah right. and that's same what here. it is like the thing is though like camp ash pit totally changed
1: it's oh, not no. even
0: it's almost not even the same book honestly
1: oh yeah. no and that yeah. makes me really sad i'm still gonna see it we'll have to have a like a a part two of this conversation because I'm still gonna see it, but I, yeah. like I was saying earlier, I have those kind of rating skills with the the YA books, and there are some mm. really good trilogies out there. You know, like I said, the Legend Trilogy by I think her name's Mary Mary Wu, something like that. Yeah, my remember. sister
0: loves they're, that.
1: They're they're great. I think out of all of them, they're probably my favorite. They're the strongest characters and a great storyline. But the Fifth Wave is genius because everybody does you know the hard political storylines this is all aliens it's all what if the world got taken over by aliens and it was such a great take on it and the story is so awesome that the trailer looked like it was going to be really good
0: Hmm, like, that's what they, they put a lot like it's actually a really low budget movie too so like the part with the eye and all that stuff it didn't happen at all and like the ending has changed a little bit so it's just a lot of the story is different.
1: The they took out the little details that made the big details better. Is that kinda of like yes, saying? Yes,
0: exactly. Like the review like the reveal of the silencer that yeah. is totally different. Completely different. Oh. Yeah. It's, so did
1: they just mainly just focus on basically she needs to find her brother? Which yeah, is a good part of the book. Like, but there's a lot of other things that go on in it.
0: Yeah, like the whole like The like the camp scenes are totally different with like Dumbo and uh Zombie, like they're totally different than the book. That part is like given such a small, minute time, like it's different.
1: I was just thinking that if somebody hasn't read this book and they're listening to our conversation, like Dumbo,
0: me right here, yeah, 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 it's it's, it's totally totally different. All right.
2: All right, so we'll move on from the fifth wave to stuff that hasn't come out yet, uh, mm. that's coming out briefly, and I have no interest in it. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies.
0: Yeah, I, read the I book. see it. I read I, the
2: book. I love Seth Graham, Ram- or Seth Graham Smith. Uh, he did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and he's done other stuff, too. But uh, I like that guy. He's a good writer, but I have no interest in this movie at all. It looks like an MTV movie.
0: Okay, I thank you. actually have someone who's seen it who really enjoyed it. Like. Really? Yeah, I, I have a friend who does like pre-review movies for a theater. He actually really thought it was funny. Like it's I, a horror comedy. So. Yeah, I
2: saw trailers for it on repeat while I was at Wizard World in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and I just got sick of seeing it. It just looks like like seriously like a Pretty Little Liars meets zombies.
1: Okay, so here's my my take, and and Set. I think I'm in agreement with you, Dave. So I love Pride and Prejudice. I'm a typical female in that regard. It's a great story. If you take the plague and switch it to a zombie apocalypse, it makes the story even more epically awesome. I love the book. But everything that I've seen, it totally does remind me you you nailed it on the head like pretty little liars meets zombies. Like it it looked way it didn't have that pride and prejudice feel. Like I wanted it to be kind of I think they probably did better in the Civil War scenes in Gone with the Wind than what they're doing in the uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I, it just, it looked way too glitter coated, I guess, is the best I can say. But the book is epically fun. So it might, I, I think you'll have to, I didn't like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter either though. And I hated the movie because of that exact same fact. It was so cheesy. I have yeah, a feeling I, this is going to be cheesy too. So I, I guess you just got to kind of go into it knowing you're walking into cheesedom.
2: The best it's part. It's going to be
1: the velveta of cheese.
2: The best part of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was the ending when Lincoln Park song starts coming on while he's reading the book, <laughs> and leads into the credits. That's the best part.
1: <laughs> That's the part where I was like, "Are they seriously playing? Li- oh, turn it off! Turn it off!" I mean, it doesn't.
2: It makes sense because they finally jump to the future, but at the at the same time, it doesn't belong in that movie. <laughs> it's right. like. It's so weird. All right, let's move on. Uh, Allegiant, the the third Divergent series movie, which is two parts of the finale, which the second part will be called Ascendant, apparently. Uh, Instead of of saying Allegiant Part 1 and Legion Part 2, I guess.
1: Uh, I'm in this. It echoes what I said earlier. Like, I, I love the books. I'm not really excited about the movie. When it comes on HBO or something, I'll probably watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably have a good time watching it, yeah. but it's nothing that I'm like, "Woo, it's coming out soon." Yeah, okay. Sad to say, but that's my two cents.
2: Uh, coming in May is through the looking glass. Through the looking glass and what Alice found there. No.
0: Is that, uh, is that Johnny
2: Depp thing? Like, is that
0: more Johnny Depp? I think so. I think it's by Tim Burton. Still, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's it's a it's a follow up, I guess. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I um, mean I didn't like the first one all that much. Yeah, I didn't I
1: hated the first one.
0: Yeah, so I I'll watch it. I just don't know if it'll be good. I won't I
2: won't watch it and I know it won't be
1: good.
0: Yeah, um, you're right. But you can. I'm, I'm not telling you
2: what to do. I've got hope. <laughs> uh The BFG by Ralph Dahl.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. By, directed
2: by Steven Spielberg.
1: Yes.
0: I'm so confused. Like, I don't know how to feel about this. It's like a weird thing in my stomach.
1: Okay, J.D., I have that same weird thing. The BFG is probably one of my most favorite books as a kid. I'm looking at a book
2: with the the, the Scholastic label right on the cover. Right,
1: right. right. It's a great book. And you should reread it as an adult. Like, it's a great book. It's great storyline, great meaning, everything about it. Steven Spielberg's tied into it. So I have my utmost faith in Steven Spielberg. So everything in me, all the fireworks are going off, going, this is going to be awesome. Mm. Except the trailer with the big CGI hand. I'm like, I don't want a big CGI hand.
0: Yeah. I
2: mean, <laughs> so, if, if Jermaine Clement from, from Flight of the Concords isn't enough, come on, Bill Haters in this movie.
1: Right? Well,
0: that'll be interesting. I, I, think,
1: I think Spielberg will do it well. Is this, but I also is, think that this is going to be kind of the the big point if he fails at the bfg i'm gonna lose i'm gonna lose faith in ready player one yeah i was but... gonna
2: say is this what yeah he's doing? is this be- right before oh no he's got another movie before that okay uh, so
1: i i have high hopes so i'm really excited for the bfg
2: um all right bfg yeah ready player one is next year i can't What's so far oh,
0: away it's it's so far away <laughs> the farthest
2: Uh all right well, we get to talk about it next year, as far as the preview goes. Uh, okay, so BFG, the girl on the train.
1: I'm excited for this. I think Emily Blunt the girl is a on the tra- dead oh, I on love. best casting for that. Like, I, when they say I've they never were even of
2: movie, heard of this.
1: It's, oh, it's this is
2: like a huge. I haven't read it, but I've heard of
1: it. I I read it because I was looking for a book, and everybody's like, "Well, if you like Gone Girl, you might yeah. like the girl on the train." Oh my god! i read god. it. It's <laughs> totally different from Gone Girl, but it is a really dark storyline and the main character is i hated the main character like i almost stopped reading the book a couple times because the main (laughs) character is such a pathetic disgusting Mm -hmm. person that i'm just like i don't know if i can read 200 more pages of this chick because really i want to put her out of her misery (laughs) you know like see i love emily blunt
0: though so so she will get me to see this movie one way or another
1: she's perfect like when i saw i saw the first like image of it and i was like I can actually see her pulling that off. I was <laughs> like, not saying that Emily Blunt, Blunt's like a crazy alcoholic, depressed psychopath, well, but she looks like everything that I envisioned while reading the book. I think it's a great casting. So I'm really it's a excited. Cool
2: idea. The book's a cool idea. It's basically this woman who's on a train to work every day. And she mm-hmm. sees the same people that she, um, that she passes by and something happens. Okay. That, that changes. And so that's the part where it makes it a little bit like Gone Girl, where it's a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. You know, the um, whole
1: book is a mystery of trying to figure sure. out what yeah. happened.
2: Right, right. That's the that's the aspect of Gone Girl Here, that they're comparing it to.
1: Yeah, without, without spoilers, here's kind of the summary in a nutshell. She's on a train every day. She kind of makes up stories with all these people's lives that she sees every day. When things change... She's got to get to the bottom of what really happened, but how does a girl oh, that doesn't cool. actually know these people try to figure out what happens? Cause she's just looks like she's crazy. So, that's
0: awesome. That like, she a, sounds super, yeah. hot, super cool. It's, yeah. a, it's
1: a, it's a great book and you should totally read it JD because I, if you love Emily Blunt, you'll totally understand why, oh. why I think she's a great cast for it. Okay. So yeah, that's, I think that's going to be good. Plus, I mean, everything yeah. about it, they've got really good, like the director's a good director. The cast is a good cast, like, i think I think it will come off as a good one
2: um one I am mildly excited for, which has been rumored to be coming up for like since ten years ago when the book came out, is stephen king's cell
1: oh yeah cell so.
0: uh
2: this is like the first horror movie based on cell phone usage <laughs> uh it should have been the book was I thought the book was really good uh basically a guy an artist witnesses um a, a weird broadcast that signal. That's sent over cell phone networks that turns humans into animals, essentially where they just start killing people. Oh, that
0: sounds awesome!
2: Um, and now with a bunch of survivors, they have to try to um, try stop it,
1: take down the cell towers. Yeah, isn't this um, kind of like isn't it the exact same story of the Crazies? Similar.
2: Okay. Similar, but I say it is. This was this came out before all those movies came out, where like the Pulse and. Uh, stuff like that, where I kind of mimic that idea. I mean, it's not an original mm-hmm. idea by any sense. I mean, everybody think. I mean, you probably thought about it yourself a couple times. Um, but I- I'm looking forward to it. It starts John Cusack, Samuel Jackson. Uh, so it'll be you cool.
1: had me at Cusack,
2: right? <laughs> Cusack. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That doesn't come out till, uh, I don't even know if they have an actual release date yet. I just know it's this year or it's supposed to be last year. So that's not a good sign. We'll see. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, a Monster Calls. Does anybody know about that book?
0: No. Nope.
2: I didn't either. Um,
0: Let me Google it.
2: Struggling with his mother's terminal illness, Connor suffers nightmares constantly. One evening, he's greeted by a monster who wishes to, st- to share stories with him, as long as Connor shares one of his own stories, nay, secrets, as well. Liam Neeson is the monster.
0: Oh, stop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the part that had me too (laughs) yeah we'll be watching it just for liam neeson uh i'm kind of interested in the book uh the cover is pretty terrifying uh Mm -hmm. i don't know what was it called again. a monster calls is it
1: is it like a horror movie
0: like is this um like what is it like is it just like
2: i don't see like (laughs) a a genre here um Novel, this is a dra- drama, fantasy film. So I think it's more, maybe Uh-oh. more of like a,
0: a know, thriller, I guess,
2: or a, a kids movie. Um, mm,
0: you're right. It doesn't look like a kids movie. Oh, here you go. Here here cover. You go.
2: Yeah, here you go. JD Sigourney Weaver's in it too. <gasps> yep.
0: Will be going midnight premiere. Love Sigourney. <laughs> Felicity
2: Jones, Toby Kebbell, Felicity Jones, the new Star Wars movie this year. Yep, yeah, we're good. Yeah, you were good with the first two. All right. Uh, Yeah, that cover doesn't look too kid friendly. Kind uh, of okay. has a
1: Babadook cover.
2: Uh, so. speaking of Harry Potter fans, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them.
0: Yes, comes super out this, excited.
2: Uh, November, I think. I didn't read the book. Uh, I probably will.
0: But I love any red so this is. Kind of I was an interesting gonna say, take. can
1: he do anything wrong? Like no,
0: <laughs> everything he's been in has been perfect. The Danish Girl, The Theory of Everything, all super, super great.
1: I'm like, you know,
2: everybody talks about Eddie Redmayne. I'm like, I can't remember seeing him in a movie. <laughs> I've never seen. Oh, he's in Jupiter Ascending. Come on.
0: Okay, yeah. so that's you one blemish. Seen the yes. No, I Theory of Everything. So yet. good.
1: It's really so good. good.
0: I don't like Stephen Hawking, but it's great.
1: <laughs> How do you not like Stephen Hawking?
0: I mean like I don't have like a like we talked about this before like I'm not like oh I love Stephen okay. Hawking or like I dislike Stephen Hawking he just like exists you're, you're, like <laughs> you're
1: you're neither here nor there. Speaking Yeah, I'm
0: like completely <laughs> okay. apathetic towards him.
1: <laughs> when you said that though it, it sounded like you had this like very deep hatred you're like I do No, not I just like, like, like Stephen Hawking. And I'm like what no. did he ever do to you? <laughs>
0: yeah, just just existing like uh. like yeah.
2: Speaking of book adaptations, he was in the movie, the TV movie of Pillars of the Earth, a book I really like. He played one of the main characters, Eddie Redmayne. Yes. Nice. That was Okay, let's Um, let's go down
1: the list because there's a couple we haven't mentioned yet that I'm really excited uh, for. Yeah,
2: I'm not done. Uh, So Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, Let's see where... Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children.
1: There is one. I'm really excited for this, except I'm also very terrified of this because although I at one time was a gigantic Tim Burton fan a little nervous of his recent stuff. So I, I'm I, hoping this is not a full-on Tim Burton film. I'm I'm wanting it to be a little restrained on the Burton side, but awesome story.
2: Yeah I, I honestly I'm almost annoyed with the the things that Tim Burton puts out these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I to tell the people what this book's about
1: it's basically about like a kid that tries to save orphans from monsters like there's all these really crazy creatures that are out to destroy these orphans and it's all it primarily is about one boy trying to save them all it's it's hard to go into it cuz it's almost like there's so many sub stories it's almost like it would be like a book like Goosebumps or one of those as like a kids where there's tons of different stories they're all within the same universe Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to go with the story. Like if they're going to actually focus on each of the orphans or if it's just going to be like an overall, but I, I'm excited. If you get a chance, I mean, definitely, definitely read it. Cause it's, it's one of those books that I think unintentionally has a lot of meaning. Like, I don't think that they actually wrote it with the <laughs> thought of it being a thought-provoking book, but when you read through it, there's a lot of subject lines in it that that are are pretty pretty interesting.
2: Okay, uh, the last one I have on my list I've never heard of until I saw this list. Uh, it's called Nerve. Anybody? Nerve? No, I think yeah. I think you'll like it, JD. Especially when I tell you who's the main woman in this movie. Uh, this is the summary: When V is chosen to participate in an online dare game, she realizes the game is much more than it seems. After teaming up with Ian, the duo discovers a secret la- location, and suddenly their game just turned deadly. Starring Emma Roberts. Yes. Yes! I also <laughs> love Emma Roberts. And and Dave Franco. I don't know how you feel about Dave Franco, but... Uh, uh, eh. He's funny. I think he's funny. He's, he's, he's kind of like... He's is
1: this like supposed to be like a... Is
0: this supposed... To, what is... Oh, what? losing him.
1: We had to cut him off after Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Apparently. Come back, JD. Come Sorry, come back.
0: back. Sorry, there what is this spo- like? What kind of book is it supposed to be? Is it like it's a drama horror? thriller? Oh, okay.
1: He had me at thriller.
2: Uh, none of the other names in the cast. Oh, Juliette Lewis is in it.
0: Um, All right, I. This sounds like a book I actually really want to read. So I'm
2: directed by Henry Juist, who also directed uh, the the Catfish <laughs> documentary. Our TV show, Paranormal Activity, three. Uh, Paranormal Activity 3 and 4.
0: Yes. He, worked All on, right.
2: uh, he worked with Ariel Schumann. He worked on Catfish the Show and Catfish the Documentary. And then also uh, Paranormal Activity 4 and 3. And another movie called Viral that's coming out.
1: Okay, I have one that you didn't say though. And I don't know if you guys are just not in not in love with it. But I think it might... If they don't screw it up with the CGI, it might be the coolest movie coming out this spring. What movie? Favaro's version of The Jungle Book.
0: Oh. See... Oh,
2: I forgot it, because we mentioned it earlier.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what to feel I love it. the
1: fact that, like, Scarlett Johansson's doing the voice of Ka. Awesome. It's got what I always screw up his name. Idris Elba? Is that his name? Idris just, it's
2: all the same. Yes, he's just,
1: he's doing the voice of Khan. I can't man. remember, like Christopher Walken, um, Bill Murray, doing like the the cast of voices is epic. But the trailer that the the teaser that they released is so beautifully filmed, and it's Favreau. I mean, I have I have I have trust in him. So I I I think it comes. When does it come out? Like March uh, or April? April fifteenth. Like? I will be there that weekend. Because it does. look hold on, hold on. Yeah,
2: Bill Murray is blue. Ah! Let's not forget that Ben Kingsley's in it. Idris Elba, Lupita Nyong'o, who was just in *Force Awakens*. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Giancarlo Esposito, Uh, Christopher Walken, and M.J. Anthony.
1: That's awesome. It's going to be good. I have a feeling it's going to be really good. I just hope that it doesn't get silly with CGI. Like, obviously, they're going to have to do CGI, but, I mean, hopefully they work with the same team that did Revenant when it comes to the bear. Like, it looks like a real bear. (laughs) Please, please, something. Just don't make it look cheesy. But right now, everything I've seen looks beautiful. So I'm thumbs up excited for that Making it
2: a real-looking bear, because Baloo is not a real-looking bear in the the cartoons. So that could be be
1: really cool, though. I mean, because it's not the cartoon. Right. It's a kid living in the jungle with jungle animals,
2: which I I think might
1: be the might be awesome and the best book just, you know, book to screen out that patient.
2: Dig dig deeper into my fear of snakes. When there's a giant python talking to him.
1: I can I can handle snakes. It's the spiders. I, I can't. So mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'll, I'll protect you, Dave. If you'll protect it, me from the arachnophobia movies, I'll I can't.
2: You. I'm afraid of spiders, too. <laughs> 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 but, but the, the Scarlett Johansson voice coming out of a python is terrifying to me.
0: <laughs> that is really scary. That's not that's something. Awesome. That'll give me nightmares.
1: I think that is the best part of the whole thing. That's when I saw the teaser and then I saw that and, like, the notes. I was like. I can totally be on board with this.
2: Totally. <laughs> well, so yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm one. sure I'll see it, and I'll yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. Nice. Uh, all right, any others, JD, that we might have forgotten? Oh,
1: uh,
0: I don't think so. Not that... Not any. <laughs> all
2: right. Well, <laughs> if that's... we if we did forget any, you guys can. Oh, Tarzan, Legend of Tarzan. Oh,
0: there you God. go. Oh my God, I don't. I don't know.
1: <laughs> and I'm terrified of Scar's guard now. Like. How does a guy get that big that fast? Like he's like nine times the man. He's he he scares me now. Like I was looking at old CK ads the other day with them in it and I'm like, it's not the same guy anymore. He is monstrous. I won't lie, it it is kind of a turn on, but it's still terrifying. Easy easy now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That that one will be on the fence.
2: (laughs) You guys can let us know if we forgot any, or you can tell us your favorites, at Atomic Geekdom on Twitter. JD,
0: you are at? J-Freaking-D.
2: Jenny is at? Robbie Art. So let us know if we missed any of your favorite movies, or let us know what you're excited about by hitting us up on Twitter or commenting on AtomicGeekdom.com, where this podcast posts every week. Uh, You can find awesome stuff on TommyKing.com right now. We have all kinds of episode reviews and stuff like that for the latest episodes of, boy, uh, Supernatural, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, X-Files, Legends of Tomorrow, JD writes the 100 review. Heck yeah. And Jenny is up to date with Black Sales, which a new episode is coming soon. Yep, tonight tonight as we record this. So you can look for those on the website as well. Um, we do live Geek Outs every Thursday night thanks to Mixler, M-I-X-L-E-R, I can't even spell it right, M-I-X-L-R.com slash Atomic Geekdom. You can find us there every Thursday night. Subscribe and you'll be notified in a couple minutes as we go live. And you can chime in through the chat room. Uh, JD, say somebody wanted to read The Fifth Wave but did not want to see the movie because it was so bad, according to you. What's a way they might do that?
0: Yeah, definitely. If you guys want to go to com slash Atomic Geekdom, you can read the awesome book that's The Fifth Wave. I'm halfway through The infancy right now, which is the sequel, and I'm loving it. They also have that on there. So if you guys go to com slash Atomic Geekdom, you can get a free 30-day trial, get a free download for an audiobook, and then help us continue make shows like this that you guys are already listening to. So it's a win-win situation. You read more. More stuff gets made. Super good.
2: So good, as was said many times during this episode. So good. So, so good. good. <laughs> so
0: good.
1: You know uh, what? To be honest, though, that's what makes Audible so awesome is that I I always have a book I'm reading and a book I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. And when these movies come out, sometimes I can't get to reading them as fast. So I just get the Audible and I listen to it, you know, when I'm going to and from work. And then I have yep. the book covered before the movie comes out. So just exactly. Awesome. Like those
0: long car rides that you really don't want to deal with, it's great to just put on an audiobook, listen to a chapter. It feels like it cuts down on time and it's great. And it's cheap, it's not expensive at all.
2: And your first, we get, we got your first book covered at slash atomicgeekdom.
0: Which you can't get cheaper than free. That's
1: right. Uh mm. us up on it.
2: Uh, if you have anything you'd like to tell us that doesn't fit in 140 characters or less, you can email us info at atomicgeekdom.com. Uh, We're on Instagram, Facebook, Google Plus Stitcher, iTunes, subscribe if you're not already. Please leave us a review on iTunes, that would also be great. You can also check out the Two Broke Geeks podcast on AtomicGeek.com. Those guys are actually trying to do more episodes now, so we should see more content from both Justin and Matt talking about how much they hate everything that comes out. Um, (laughs) No, they don't don't just do that. I'm sure they're going to be gushing about Deadpool in a couple weeks as that comes out. Uh, That is it for this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Deadpool, so you can stay tuned to that episode of Atomic Geekdom University, Deadpool 101. We'll get you set and ready for that movie before it comes out. Uh, the She's on the show, so she gets to pick it. Jenny, what is the word of the week?
0: Uh, booyah.